I'll find myself when I'm glad. the podcast Gladys. That totally happened to me, by the way. Last night, I, I, I'm so typed out that I've been doing vo- like voice comments on my iPhone to my oh, yeah. students for essays and things. Oh, and that's a good idea. It's I, I really like it to tran- to transcribe it. No, I just I just send them the file of oh. me talking. Um, I got the idea from my father when he was in school in a tiny school in rural South Carolina. Um, he his his old ass English teacher would record on a reel to reel comments, and then my yeah. dad would have to go to the library to listen to it. What did they call them? Dictaphones or whatever? It had like yeah, the, yeah, the pedal like the two, on the bottom. Yeah, that's great. And he couldn't, you know, he didn't have any any anything but like a radio in his dorm. So he went to the he went to the library and set up the thing to listen to it. Wow. And the guy only referred to people by their last names. His name was Sumner Allen King, the southern <laughs> ass professor. And he was like, Mr. Passarello, I am giving you an F on your assignment because it is not the policy of this university to give a grade any lower. <laughs> but I was recording last night. I was recording my voice comment to someone and I, it was like 15 minutes long. And then I had this weird itching, sneaking suspicion. And I looked down at the phone. And I had not been recording it at all. <laughs> so then I had to go back and I had to do it all over again, which is exactly what we have to do or what we are doing right now for this. Correct. Very special episode, first of a series of four very special episodes of I'll Find Myself When I'm Plaid. Huh? <laughs> I'm Elena Passarello. I'm Justin St. Germain. Who are you, handsome? Uh, David Turkell. Hi, honey. And I just pointed at you as if that would be something that this microphone could pick up. Why did you point at me? Because uh, of your pladness. Oh, because um, of my, yeah. yeah. I'll find one of these days, pladness. one of these days, I'm going to invest in some cameras. We're going to make our way to YouTube and be international <laughs> celebrities, go. but not Like yet, Stern, David. doesn't yeah. he? Does he? I don't is, know. Is that a data? That's probably, there are probably other people that do it. All it's the a, It is a very grungy, that's a very 90s reference, so well done. Approps. Yeah, so we're called I'll Find Myself When I'm Plaid because we are going to do, for the month of March, little, I mean, what do they call it in the sports world when people do what we're going to do where they like talk about the brackets of March Madness and stuff. Well, I don't know if I'm allowed to say what they call it because the verb is like, it seems slightly offensive now. They're handicapping. Is that right? That's what you call no. taking a tournament and setting odds and things like that. Huh. That's what they used to call like Vegas. Now, I guess it's odds making now. Odds making. That's probably what they call it. And, and just kind of like shooting the shit around. Like we're, we are, all of us except for one of us are have are not participating in these games we certainly didn't record the songs that are being used in march platinus which we'll just we'll explain in just a second but we're just kind of like talking around it like this this tournament this march platinus tournament which is the fifth version of the marks march xness music writing essay bracket competition on twitter.com and of the five we have you have two Second place finishes, as well as I believe. Oh yeah! Oh oh oh! I, I it's so chilly in here, Justin. I'm, I'm I glad you reminded me. I, my fingers be... are so cold. I got a oh, what's this? This oh, this ring that fits there it over is. my into oh, there it everybody. is. The championship Look. ring. <laughs> this is my An che- actual championship ring. Anybody want to kiss the ring? <laughs> it's not social distance, I guess. If you did that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, you have a second place finish. Yeah, no ring. Just uh, just a lot of. Um, just a lot of bile about a certain song by an a certain cover song by an Australian actress. Oh, um, uh, I'm trying to think of like oh, uh, uh, like did Olivia Newton-John ever do, do a cover that I could just <laughs> Naomi. like Naomi? D- 
Did Nicole Kidman. Oh, is it Nicole Kidman singing Dream a Little Dream of Me in the uh, beginning of that Nicole. show where she has the weirdest accent in the world? The What's that show that was just came out? With oh, I haven't Grant? seen it. It's worth watching. Okay. It's, yeah. Um, so we we have participated. One of us has participated in every single March Exodus competition. And right. David is is in this year's version. And the past versions have been March Sadness, Sad Songs of College Radio, um, what came next? March Badness. Badness. The one hit wonders of I believe mostly the nineties. Mm-hmm. Last year, this this gorgeous ring that I'm wearing, thank you, Megan and Ander, uh, comes from March Badness, which is the worst songs ever. I think right? it's appropriate that, that was the one that I won. And then your first one that you and you wrote for David was March Vladness. March Vladness, which was a goth. Yeah. Okay, so this year it's and then March. Then there was Shredness right before that. Oh right, Shredness. Oh Shredness, yeah. Right. I forgot about which sometimes shredness. like Ander calls March Loudness, I think. Okay, which is because Loudness won. So, oh, that's right. right. The band right. Loudness won. That that's makes right. sense. Um, and next year, I think it's going to be March Faxness. So yeah, that's have, cover. what is that? I don't know what that. Oh, it's covers. Cover songs. Oh, maybe, maybe Natalie. Maybe Brulia. Natalie and Brulia will come back and win again. <laughs> but yeah, we kind of thought it would be fun to just. This is like the most fun I think essayists have on the internet with each other all year. I'm so grateful for this competition. So I think we thought it would be kind of fun to to be to to check in um as the bracket gets smaller and smaller with these 64 songs and uh grunge songs uh and the 64 authors who wrote about them and two of our first three episodes were related to march uh xness first That's one right. was when you and, Z- and uh, zoe were in the finals <laughs> last year and then uh ander was on either the second or the third episode and holy did. shit our Tight the title when we're not. I'll find is myself from, when I'm plaid is from a line in a March correct. Badness essay. So that really, is correct. Yeah, this is like we had we had to do this. Yeah, we had to do this. Um, we'll be probably talking about the essays that people write um, when we actually read them. But right now we haven't. So we're just going to talk about the songs in the bracket because the the, the contest hasn't started yet. But um, yeah, what else do we need to say to sort of talk about? Well, I can talk a little bit about the methodology, as they say on the website, for what grunge means, because we've important. been having a lot of conversations about that already. Um, so there was a long list of 125 songs. I don't know how many writers applied, but they do it by lottery now, as of the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing a lot um, these days. So um, 125 songs started with grunge, and here's how that's defined on the website. Mostly Seattle, Pacific, Northwest as well as adjacent songs that include some of what they call the major markers of the grunge era. Bass heaviness, loud distorted crunchy guitars, Mm -hmm. seeming artlessness, especially in the vocals and production. That's my favorite one, seeming artlessness. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I like this one too. Angsty, parentheses, kind of emo, feels and lyrics. Mm -hmm. Apparent carelessness, especially in instrumentation or presentation. So both apparent carelessness and seeming artlessness. Mm. Um, yeah this is... <laughs> <laughs> use of the loud quiet loud dynamic I like that one too yeah. seeming dirtiness crustiness slackerness some relationship with punk indie or metal which are identified as grunge grunge's formative influences etc and the time period is 88 to 98 great okay and so alright 1988 is when this musical sort of spectrum begins David how old were you in 1988 uh uh, 17, 18. Okay. So, uh, you're right. Like, or you, you turned 18 in May of 1988. Yeah. I know your birthday. Don't <laughs> test me. I was, so you were 18. I was 10. And then when it was over 1998, which I'm assuming, 
wonder what the the 98 song on on here the the 88 song is probably the gits uh and the 98 song is probably i would guess song 2 by blur woohoo um yeah so 10 to 20 so i was 10 around the gits time and 20 uh when the blur song and how about you j row how old were you in 88 i was uh i turned 7 in 88 and i turned <laughs> 17 in 98 so uh, but, you know, I was also a few years behind the times because that was in rural Arizona. And one of the things that really struck me about these songs listening to the playlist, which is on Spotify mm-hmm. uh, earlier, was these are all songs I knew before the internet. And after, right after this era was when internet changed my entire experience of music. Right. So this is like pre-internet. We were five years behind. All The only thing we got in Tombstone was we did get MTV, some people. So you, you had mm. a sense of what was on MTV, but that was about as far as it went. Did you have MTV? Uh, I did by like probably 94 or five was when we got it. That's about when I got it. Yeah. Well, I got it a little bit earlier. I got like 93 and that yeah. 120 minutes. Also, what? if you got it the same time I did, was it 93? That REM video, Losing My Religion, would be on for yeah. like four hours of every 24 hours. Do you know what the most played video of the entire 1990s on REM on, on MTV was? No. I can't believe I know this fact. It's my one of my least favorite songs in huh, song on. history and it's a grunge guess. song. Grunge song. Is it... It's probably not Smells Like Teen Spirit. No. Uh, you got any ideas? Hunger Strike? Black Hole Sun? There you go. Black Hole uh, Sun. Yeah. yeah. You remember the yeah, video of their faces, all yeah. the people's faces stretched? I hate that song so much. I mean, much love, love, peace and love to Chris <laughs> Cornell and Soundgarden fans. I'm not a Soundgarden fan, but like Black Hole Sun, I, if I never had to hear that song again, it would be fine. Yeah, I was not a big Soundgarden guy myself. Yeah. The video things, though, is making me realize that I moved out of my folks' house mm-hmm. in 17. At 88 so, and 88. So I didn't have MTV for any of these years. Maybe oh, that's okay. Why, that's you know? the thing that's so interesting. We were looking at the bracket. David is the, you know, he's, this is covering his 20s, his late teens and most of his 20s. And, I, and he like worked in clubs and went to shows yeah. and tended bar and worked in a pizzeria where everybody wore backwards caps, just like a Cameron Crowe movie or whatever. <laughs> he doesn't know, I would say, how many songs do you think you had to look up from the bracket? A, a lot. I mean, I don't know, like a dozen songs or something. It was, it was a lot of songs. It was kind of awesome because he would, he would be downstairs listening to it with headphones on and he'd be like, ah! And I'd be like, what are you listening to? He'd be like, better than Ezra. <laughs> Wait, have you seen any of these bands live? Uh, you know, uh, the lips a few times. Okay. And uh, what else? Um, you, so we've seen the Afghan wigs together. Yeah, the wigs a bunch. Um, I've seen Weezer, which is sort of mm. embarrassing. No, they're good. Cracker. And I mean, actually, one of my oh, camper van was like one of my uh, yeah. earlier shows when I was like okay. uh, high school. Um, but uh, yeah, there's not a ton on here that's kind of was in my... My world, for the most part, and then there's a there's a bunch that I I wish I could have seen, but um, but no, that, that was probably about it. We saw the the lead singer of Screaming Trees open for Nick Cave in like 2014. Oh, that's um, right. Yeah. We saw that, and then I've seen Flaming Lips, and uh, I think that might be it. And the Afghan Wigs. Um. Yeah. Oh, and I saw Buffalo Tom. I was kind of a Buffalo Tom fan. Not not a big fan of the song "Taillights Fade" that they selected. But um, yeah, somebody had to pinch hit for that essay. Yeah, I mean, somebody had to write that on short notice. Props so. to you. We should, we should give them some. Somebody should go vote for them just for the. Yeah. No. I mean, well, I'm sorry that the song is so yuck. 
yeah, I think, and I've seen I've seen parts of these bands like Throwing Muses. I've seen Kristen Hirsch. You know. Okay. Um, that's a good question, though. How many of these guys have you seen live? Um, okay. So, all right. Maybe we should just kind of talk just generally about some of the songs on this bracket and kind of like. Okay. No. 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 This is a good question. So, have you? Did you ever buy any of these? On and and on what? What medium? What 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 sonic device did you buy? Um, any of the any of the songs here? So single. <laughs> um, I had so this is right around the time I actually wrote about this once in a different essay, but like it, this is around the time that everybody in Tombstone would get music from <clears throat> Columbia House and BMG. Oh, yeah. ten <laughs> you CDs, would just ten CDs for a penny. Yeah, right? <laughs> and you would just you could do it with fake names. You could fra- defraud them. Um, and so everybody I knew was getting like 50 CDs a year for free. Mm. And, you know, that was like, you couldn't buy CDs in my town. So anyway, I would get a lot. I had a lot of these on. I had Local H. I had I had this Pearl Jam album. I had the Local H album. I had the off. I had probably had like half of these albums. Everybody I had, had that. I had Space Hog, Garbage, oh, Weezer, uh, not R.E.M., Green Day, Better Than Ezra, <laughs> Soul Asylum, Hole, Nirvana, Sunny Day Real Estate, Live. Holy shit. Uh, Beck, uh, Radiohead, Cracker, Stone Temple Pilots, Alice in Chains. <gasps> yeah, it's a lot. He's Butthole just surfers. moved to the second half of the bracket, y'all. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Everclear, Presidents, the, the Smashing Pumpkins, The Flies, Pixies, Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, like probably 60% of this. So of we this have to bracket. reverse your earlier. Uh, you know, oh, I don't even know there was a radio, but we could only listen <laughs> well, to it one person at a time. Like you, you had the library. Well, the sad thing is, I was probably getting these albums in like '98 when they first landed in Tombstone. I was like, "Hey guys, have you ever heard of grunge?" You know, and like it wasn't cool anymore. But you had an older brother too. I feel like that changes people's. Like Hanif Abdurakiv talks about this. That he had yeah. older siblings. Like if you have an older sibling, you often mm-hmm. have your finger a little closer to the pulse than, yeah, you know, oldest's or onlys. For sure, yeah. Like, my mom was like, I love Eddie Rabbit, you know, like when I was like 16. <laughs> okay. Um, what about y'all? Did you, yeah, did what you did, ever? Did you ever own any of these, honey? Yeah, I mean, uh, PJ Harvey, uh, Chains Addiction, Afghan Wigs. Um, and then, you know, I, I, I write about this in the essay, but I, I, we, I had the, uh, the promo copy of this Butthole Surfers album that Pepper was on because I was working at a record store when that came out. Um, so I didn't buy it, but I had that. And that's about it. Mm. You, um, yeah, so David it, wrote an essay in the bracket. He wrote about Butthole Surfer's Pepper song, um, which we'll yeah, talk about. Yeah, maybe go vote for that now and then go vote for it again later <laughs> yeah. when we bring it up. Yeah, he's up against uh, Lemonheads, It's a Shame About Ray, or as David put it, Lemonheads, There's Something About Ray. <laughs> 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 which you hadn't heard before the concert. No, right? that's the first one. Yeah, Evan Dando was like the tiger beat heartthrob of girls like that I hung out with in in late, middle, early high school. Like he was like a choice. Like you were a certain kind of girl if you liked Evan Dando. Mm. Um, okay, and I had I had a, a a few, but not like four or five. But the one that like I had Siamese Dream by Smashing Pumpkins yeah. on tape, and then completely forgot about it. Totally listened to PJ Harvey. The whole time from, you know, 18 to, you know, however old I am right now, 68. And, like, definitely, like, listen to Afghan wigs and stuff. But, like, I put in 
or I got put on Spotify, Siamese Dream, like four or five years ago. I was like, this album is great. Yeah, it's really good. I didn't even love it, love it in the 90s. I just bought it because it was like, yes, and I like it, but um, it's beautifully produced. And like, I would walk to Oregon State to teach with that, uh, with especially Disarm with the string yeah. quartet. Like, I know that would have been a really interesting choice for gr- for a grunge yeah. bracket. But I was, I remember, I'm, I'm, I think a, the thing, one thing that I've sort of thought about since I, we started kind of talking about the bracket and thinking about the bracket at home is so few of these songs really have held up. And I'm kind of shocked that Siamese Dream did. But I don't know, maybe, maybe you, maybe you think Offspring actually is uh, still crushing it. I don't know, Justin. I mean, no, not, I haven't, I haven't followed their later career, I have to admit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, some of the songs I think were, that is an interesting choice of Smashing Pumpkin song, I think. If Today. you grungy and not like something off a of gish or whatever, you know what I mean? One of yeah. The yeah, Glynis would have yeah. been really good. Um, yeah, there, there are definitely some, or Drown, yeah. no matter where you are, would have been really good. You know gish though, right? Like You're a James E. Hop person, David. Who is it? Do you know the first Smashing Pumpkins album, Gish? No. Oh. <laughs> no, I, I never. Uh, it... But you know James E. Hop? Are you a James E. Huh? Why did she say okay? I don't today he came upstairs. He was like, you know what's a great song? Great guitar tone? Creep by Radiohead. Like it is kinda. Uh, it, that the, there's one sound that they okay. in that yeah. 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 And it just that's awesome. That could win the, the whole turner. You want to hear some real grunge dork? Uh the the Smashing Pumpkins have a B sides album where James is it Eha? So. Uh covers landslide. And it is yeah. remarkably oh, good. Oh, Billy Corgan. Oh. Yeah. The, I thought uh, he did it, didn't he? Or maybe he sang. I, I think James E. Had does the lyrics on it. He he sings no. on like one song on that album. No. On the on the B-side album. No, he, I have that out. I don't know. It's not Landslide. Let's fight. I can't remember. I, I know he does one song on that album, but I can't remember if it's Landslide. And I know Landslide is on that album. I avoided that guy in like every way I could. Billy Corgan. Yeah. Yeah, he's a. And now he's on like InfoWars. Like he's like a. Yeah. But no, he knew. I mean, he knew his shit, man. Like that. Like he he did the glow up for Hole. Like like. Did he? Yeah, he wrote. Um, not doll parts, but the other one. Wait, he wrote it because the rumor is. Oh, he did. Okay, because the rumor is that Kurt Cobain wrote that whole album. She said that he like came in with this. He didn't write the song, but he came in with a guitar riff, and she was like, "That's such pop trash." And he's like, "Do you want to sell a million records?" And she was like, "Yeah." And so that is a very Smashing Pumpkins guitar riff. Yeah. Right. Makes sense. Um, yeah, so, okay, well, what about, like... <laughs> is that who you were talking about? Who is their guitar player? Yeah. Because he yeah, played with Whiskey guitar. Town. Yes. Oh, is yeah, that? Okay. So, yeah, so, yeah. like, when I was living in Chapel Hill, he would show up with Whiskey Town, like, down the road, and everybody would be, like, excited because he was there playing, but he might even be one of the reasons why I didn't pay any attention to Smashing Pumpkins, because apparently, like, it was, like... He hated being in that band. Yeah. He wished that he was in Whiskey Town. Oh, really? Yeah. And it was just a lot of complaints about like what an asshole Corey was. So it was just huh. like yeah. this sort of They fought constantly, yeah. I think. They did. Huh. This is the thing that gets me about him though, is like like he was in like North Carolina being oh. himself, doing all these things. And like I was just like in high school and like Ben Folds Five, who is not grungy, although they do have like kind of some distorted guitar stuff. I was like buying Ben Folds Five <laughs> albums and listening to them, and they were like mentioning people that David knows. I saw their first show. Yeah, you saw their first show ever, yeah. right? Where they hauled a piano into like a tiny club, right? The tiny club, my, my friend Andrew's club, and then the whole day while I was working, I worked there. Um, there was a guy tuning a piano, 
and it was like, what are you doing? I mean, he was just had a, <laughs> he just spent the whole day doing it. It was kind of fascinating. And then they showed up. I mean, as far as I know, it was the very first show. They had put it all together and it was like, they went from this perfect show that was exactly that first record that sounded exactly like it mm. to the larger club in town, which is the Cat's Cradle to like, it seemed like international fame and like just a Five hop, seconds. skip and a jump. It was like a, a really amazing. That's why it's so funny to me that like you're like, I would have, I, I was thinking that grunge was the people who w weren't still in high school. You know, the people who yeah. were like in places like great music towns, like Athens, Georgia, which was like 30 minutes away from my house or whatever. And they were like work doing, and then you, you, when you were actually doing that thing that I imagined, none of these songs really mattered to you. You know, like none of like this is not kind of the music that you were. N no, even I mean, well, like there was a contingent. Pepper's Pizza when I worked there, there was a grunge contingent, but there were a lot of people that were like, I don't know, very cynical about grunge and Chapel Hill because like we had corrosion of conformity, mm, who were the Raleigh band from like the previous decade. And for a lot of folks, it was like, this is the thing that they're now saying grunge is, which was like metal meets punk. And we've already done that. There was this mm. big kind of sort of sense of like it being a, like a played out idea. And so it felt to me like, I don't know, it was like a regional thing, but it didn't, it, it was not a ton of super excitement about just being mm. grunge in Chapel Hill. I feel like that's part of grunge though, is the idea that like people saying what it, like even actually in the me methodology they say, Andrew. We're not claiming that all these songs are grunge, so do not add us. Yeah. You know, because I think... And half of these bands that he says, half of these bands would probably hate the grunge moniker anyway. Yeah, right. Yeah. And a lot of people, a lot of them don't seem grungy. But are there any uh, are there any songs that you have never heard, like had never heard before mm -hmm. the before this, this bracket? There's definitely a few for me. What are yours? Uh, well, David, uh, did, you, did you have a favorite that you hadn't heard before? Just yell them out. I had never oh. heard the Fishbone song, Sunless Saturday. Same. I knew of Fishbone. I had never heard that song. Exact same. Yeah. Anybody else? Uh, no, I'd never heard. I never heard the Seven Year Bitch. I hadn't either. The Scratch. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't like it. Uh. <laughs> I had a blast today listening to Babes in Toyland. And if I knew them before, I never really paid attention to it. It was really like a fun song to listen to. Yeah, Babes in Toyland song is great. The if, Gits was great. Um, I think maybe I, I've heard that. That was one of the songs. We were talking about this right before. Like, There's the songs I've, I had literally never heard. And then there's the songs I knew I had heard, but not in probably 15 years. I think mm -hmm. Babes in Toyland was one of those. Mm -hmm. But I never heard Paw by Jesse, which I think is yeah. a grunge song about a dog. I hadn't either. Stephen Church is writing about it. Good luck. King's dude. X. The, the King's X is the name of the band. Was it Dog Man? Is that yeah. what it says? Yeah. Never heard of that? That song, you know, I'm, I, 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 it's fine that I didn't know that. Song. I didn't know Veruca Salt either. I mean, I knew the mm. name, but I never listened to them. So She married Dave Grohl. Really, one of the one of the two lead girls. Yeah, and I thought that was kind of fun to listen to. Yeah, they're great. I like they. I, they were very, like, in high school, and and you know they were all over MTV, right? Like, they're kind of that Liz. I think they're Chicago, so they have that kind of Liz Fair. Yeah, like, kind of feel. Yeah, they are. Uh, they were friends of uh, Lily Taylor. I, I saw that, mm -hmm. like, you know, just like looking yeah. it up on Wikipedia. And they I, named their album Eight Arms to Hold You," which is like a George Harrison reference, oh, okay. apparently. But it's also Octopus, which is cool. I had never heard that Buffalo Tom song. I mean, I knew who Buffalo Tom was, but mm -hmm. I never heard it until, because when they posted it on Twitter, is anybody going to do this song? Mm -hmm. I went and listened to it and was like, I've never heard this. I'm not going to write an essay about yeah, it. I don't know why. I mean, obviously the, pers the person who dropped out is the one who picked it, but like, I feel like there's right. grungier Buffalo Tom songs. Like that, 
people nauseate me. You know, it's like very, very disaffected. Uh, I don't know what it's called. Hmm. I'd never heard the hum song, Stars. I didn't know that song. The drain to Mars. She's out there counting yeah. stars. Yeah, pretty forgettable. And then the uh, Teenage Fan Club, I knew of them because they were like the mm-hmm. band that was supposed to be mm-hmm. like right around like the Nirvana, like Pearl Jam thing. They were the, mm-hmm. the other band that was supposed to be a runaway hit and they just disappeared. Oh. Yeah, that was, they were like the British answer. And that, that was what people said about Creep too when Radiohead yeah, Creep came right. out. Like, I love that album, Pablo Honey. Yeah, it's really good. The old Radiohead with guitars is really underrated. A hard agree. Yeah. The Bends. Like, what is it, the Benz? The Benz, and, and then after that, it kind of went more and more electronic, and it's still good. But. Yeah, it's still good. Yeah, but they don't, yeah, anyone can play guitar is very grunge-fitting. That's, that's yeah. a song off Pablo Honey. Okay, so, so not what do we think is going to win, but like, if we had to pick like a favorite song, like, not like, oh, I think people are going to vote for this, I think people are not going to vote for it, but like, like a favorite just a, a, one of one of the favorite your favorite songs on the on the list. I mean, I picked my favorite song to win. So, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. The uh, PJ Harvey, the rid rid of me. Lick my legs, I'm on fire. Well, I, uh, that this, wasn't a request. You know this. That this I was telling Justin this this week. I found a clip of her playing that solo in 2001 in Sydney for 80,000 people during the day, yeah. and she destroys it. It made me like. Love that song and her so much, and I was just like, I can't stop thinking about that song and that performance. And so I was like, I just have to pick it because not that it's it's the most grunge song, but it's my favorite song. It counts though. I think it it falls in that criterion that Justin read. That it does. And if you hear it once, you you hear her do it as a solo, like guitar number, you could really kind of feel in the spine of those chords like something feels pretty quintessentially grunge about it. Like, Mm -hmm. it's a great song. Good choice. What about you, J-Ro? Do you have a... I feel like there's a lot of songs I like, but I mean, Local H, I was tweeting with Andrew about that, but I think like I'm like maybe the only Local H fan in the world, but I really like that band. They had, that album is really good. What is, um, is that the just don't get yeah. it, you keep it copacetic? I hope it beats Pearl Jam. And they're like, they're like one of those, I'm actually surprised they're not, maybe they're on the long list. They're kind of like not a surf, where like they had a one, they had one hit yeah, and then they kept making good albums, but nobody like they didn't enter the main. Anyway, so I, I local H I like a lot. The surf, they kept going. Yeah, they're still making like records. They made one last year that was pretty good. Um, huh. And then uh, I really like that. I really like Low a lot. That Cracker song. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the. I'm just picking one from each side. I mean, actually, this is not just biased. I think the Butthole Surfer song is the best song in its bracket. Pepper, uh, it's up against, uh, what is a bracket? Is that the, well, the, the, the right hand It's size? region, it's quarter. Like it's in that one quarter, the 16. Oh, uh, with Alice in Chains Wood. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like Alice in Chains that much. Mm. I never really did. But, um, and then I like, it's not going to make it, but the refreshment song, the refreshments are like, the only reason I, I have a sneaking suspicion it might do okay is they're a two song, they're like an Arizona band. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're from, I think they're from Sonoida or one of the guys is from Sonoida, which is near where I grew up. And they're like a little, they're like kind of a cult band around Tucson. They're funny. Yeah. They're like funny grunge. And the guy that came out, I forget his name, but they reformed into another band that's still kind of like a Tucson Rocky Point. Like, Oh, cool. Yeah. I just said, like, pick it, like, Rid of Me made me pick, uh, uh, like, Mother Love Bone out of the tournament. And that hurt, because I thought that, like, as far as, like, a grunge tournament is concerned, yeah, it was really, it, 
it sort of sucked to take them out in the first round because I feel like they, in a different bracket, could have gone a lot further. Mm-hmm. Um, they they feel like really a big part of the conversation. Yeah. Uh, like sort of obviously a big part of the conversation. Yeah, because they were. What is the so there was a band called Green River Green River that yeah. split into Mud Honey and Mother Love Bone. Oh wow! And then when the lead singer of Mother Love Bone died, Andrew Wood. San Soundgarden was formed and Pearl Jam was formed and like right? Temple of the Dog in a way and then like and, and then Eddie the- Vedder gets pulled into that so yeah. I, I think that that's like such a huge thing about that sound is how much like like inner uh, whatever they call that, that yeah. like cross pollination yeah. or something yeah. of like certain people that and Temple of the Dog is like a ba- it's like some kind of like tribute to him. Tribute, or yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, wasn't it one of those like, remember in the oh. 80s, the hair metal version, uh, Damn Yankees? Can or, you, with Nugent, yeah. Yeah, oh. a lot of hair metal people got together for like a one one album, like super group. I, I think love that's the, the Temple of the Dog was basically. Can you take me high enough to fly me over yesterday? Like, what The video for question. that where they're all wearing huge Oakleys <laughs> and like riding motorcycles and Ted, with their hair Ted Nugent them. is like a priest who saves them. Yeah. <laughs> We can only talk about grunge for so long and then we just got to go back. Yeah. I love, I just, I sometimes I just want to ask like in workshop, I want to be like, all right, students, can you take me (laughs) high enough to fly me over yesterday? Like, what the fuck does that mean? It's like the perfect strangers theme song. Standing tall on the wings of my dreams. Like if you were standing on the wings of your dreams, wouldn't your dreams not be able to fly and then you die? You sound like Weird Al right now. <laughs> this Ooh, is I, the way he listens to songs. So well, I hope will beat yeah. Temple of the Dog in the first round matchup. Yeah. I do love that that matchup. That's one of the funnier first round matchups, <laughs> I think. Um, it is good. It's like that's that's one of the ones. And I mean, I just feel like I hope, I have so much hope for that essay. Like, I don't know who wrote it. I haven't looked. Because, oh, you know, a lot of the writers just got released, right? Yeah, it's J. Robert Lennon, I think. Oh, he's, okay. I definitely see him in the conversation, like the Twitter conversations okay. of the bad, the Xness people. We've been talking about this, though. Like, he is angrier in that uh, parody S- cover. Smells like Nirvana by Weird Then, like, oh, I mean, like 90% of the, the songs on this, bra- I mean, this yeah. whole tournament. Like, he... He's, I think, legitimately pissed, <laughs> and it reads great, and like it's just like you can hear it in his voice. You see it obviously in the video, but like it, it's hilarious to me that he does a parody that I think, like, he actually is pissed at the song. Like it's great. <laughs> yeah, I hope it. Could. I have him. I have him going all the way, but I think it's just speculative nonfiction, as we should say. I think my favorite. I love "Gentleman," the Afghan wig song. Yeah, that's a great song. I I love. I just. I feel like a lot of the songs on here, you know, the grunge era, despite the bikini kills of the world. I love that bikini kill song too, but like it, it was pretty masculine. It was pretty white dudes. It was like kind of like, kind of like a flaccid white dude genre in a lot of ways. Yeah. You know, like even when the men were being virile, they were kind of like either too doped up or too from the Pacific Northwest to have bite. But like, I feel like that gentleman song and the album, like it's just so that it, the, the self hatred just turns into this this thing with these sharp edges that I just find so like when I was listening to the playlist that Andrew and Megan put on Spotify, it's like, it just cuts through so much of like, and it's funky, you know, like grunge, yeah. so grunge is, that's why it's great. The fishbone is on there yeah. too. Like grunge is like not a funky, you know, like collective soul, for example, is not a funky, Yeah, <laughs> you know, but, I feel like that was the right decision too, to keep, to broaden it instead of just like, cause it yeah. doesn't include, I'm so glad this doesn't include the like second wave grunge bands that are the it's the worst music ever made. Like, like the 
Seven Mary Three, like Nickelback, <gasps> like uh, what's that other band? Um, the Superman band. Down not just Superman. Get to the Is that it? I don't know. I can't even remember how it goes. It was like it's like anyway. They all have three word names. It's like Seven Mary Three. Yeah. Yeah. Three Doors Down. It might have been Three Doors Down. Yeah. Well, there is a Creed song on here though. Creed, yeah, I which know. Matt Bell is. But you have to have Creed just to make fun of. I think that's that's a fun choice too. Like I like the. I think this is going to be a good one for outliers. Even I was telling Dave, uh, David, like earlier, I was. <laughs> I knew that they were different, but I don't think until I looked at the bracket, it was my br- brain ever really realized that Creed and Live were different bands. <laughs> like, oh right, they are separate entities. You know, they've just lived in the same like building in my brain forever. You know, that, that is a we- like that band. Live, I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what people think. I think they're going to be really polarizing because I think they have a lot of fans that really love them. And they didn't, had tongue- <laughs> didn't we talk about live with Ander? I think so. Like, the placenta yeah. falling to the yeah, floor. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, it, this is going to be fun. Um, but uh, all right, well, like, so let's let's talk final fours, and then we'll talk to David a little bit about okay. Pepper. Like, so my yeah. final four, I sort of given it away is. Uh, on the left-hand bracket, Mud Honey's Touch Me, I'm Sick, which I think is the grungiest song. I think yes. if, if, if this were a grunge purity contest, which we know it is not, and we're not going to hold anyone to that, but like if it was, I think the, grun- the most grunge song on here is Touch Me, I'm Sick. I have that losing in the first round. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, that's like if it was like, like, a, like a folk music and you were like, no, Bob Dylan. But... um. And did you ever see Singles, the Cameron Crowe movie about grunge? Oh, I think I did a long time ago, yeah. And Eddie Vedder and Stone Gossard and Jeff Ament from Pearl Jam are in a grunge band, but the front man is played by Matt Dillon. Okay. And their their big song is called, their the band is called Citizen Dick, and their their song is called Touch Me, I'm Dick, which is this <laughs> kind of like dig on Mud Honey. You okay. Know? Um, it's a, actually, Singles is great. We should watch Singles. I think singles. that's the movie I was trying to remember, not the other one. <laughs> what? There was two like grunge movies or whatever. It was that and Reality Bites, but that was the earlier one, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like yeah. th- it's grunge, but they all have like really it's like ninety two or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, had to, had to, the soundtrack had like half the songs from yeah. here on there. So yeah, I have Mud Honey going up against Weird Al on the left, and then I have Butthole Surfers because I love my man going up against Bikini Kill Rebel Girl, which is a fucking incredible song on the right. So it's Weird Al and Butthole Surfers for the championship and Weird Al's gonna win. Hey. I feel like if I tweeted I enough so. of his fans, it'll work out. Yeah, he does have the fan base, I think, right? to make that happen. Um, I have, on the left side, Garbage, Cracker. That's a good song. On the right hand, uh, Butthole Surfers and Cranberries. Yes. And then I have oh. Garbage, Cranberries, Cranberries winning it all. You think Cranberry Zombie is gonna win the whole thing? I mean, I have to be honest, and you know, uh, I mean, I, I can't say no offense is going to offense people, but you know, I I don't have the utmost faith based on past experience in the field music taste. A mm. um, lot of suspect winners, a lot of just mm. head scratcher matchups that I've mm-hmm. seen in the past. So I'm just kind of going with name recognition and like the stuff people would have been hearing on the radio mm-hmm. and have a lot of like childhood. Yeah, memories associated with as opposed to niche stuff. That's I my like whole. that song though. I just which one the the cranberry zombie. Yeah, um, but I it's weird to have it. It's weird to have it beat out. It's weird to have an Irish kind of dream pop band having yeah. a heavy song about. The, I think it's about the troubles. I think it's about yeah, the Irish troubles. Yeah. Like beat out like you know 
disaffected Seattle bands, you know. Like, yeah, like why isn't like U2 in here with Sunday Bloody Sunday or something? <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right. or their grunge. I mean, they had, they had, did they have a grunge song? Or like Johnny Cash's cover of Rusty Cage or something. All right, honey, uh, what, what's, what's your, your... My final four? Yeah. I have Mud Honey, I agree. Woo! I have Creep for that guitar tone alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, uh, obviously, PJ Harvey and then Bikini Kill. Um, so my my four is Mud Honey against Creep. Mud Honey takes it. PJ against Bikini Kill. Uh, PJ Harvey takes it, and then I have. Uh, I just went with with rid of me for the whole thing, but I agree. I mean, and to me, like the Mud Honey song is is the is the grunge song on this. Um, so you yeah. have PJ Harvey beating you, beating Pepper. Yeah, you know, I I I, I did that. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, you know, wait, what? Here's one thing. You think Mud Honey is more grunge than the Pixies? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I feel like the Pixies really like, basically Nirvana ripped off the Pixies and Nirvana coined like that grunge meant Nirvana. That might be song, Wave of Mutilation. I mean, the like, Melvins too, but they're not on here, I don't think. But. Well, yeah. They, like Nirvana says we just ripped off the Pixies, right? Like, Well, the Melvins and the Pixies and a, a couple other bands, but yeah. The like Melvins as too. I hear the... The Pixies, or as I heard them then, I didn't even associate them with the bands in grunge. I mean, for me, listening to it and thinking grunge was like a sound or a style, the Pixies were in another world. They were closer mm-hmm. to like talking heads to me. They were like okay. a, but a. They are loud by it loud. Like they. Yeah. To, yeah. Clever <laughs> pop band full of a lot of like really weird ideas and hooks and like a, so much more like just, you know full of musical devices and stuff like that in the studio and things yeah. like that, the things mm-hmm. that just didn't even really seem to register with a lot of other gr- grunge bands. That I was another it, one of the songs I was like, I'm not sure that that, like I would think like, what's the one, is it Stab Away or, what's that? Gouge, Gouge Away. Gouge Away, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's like the song I would Gouge think is the grungiest. But anyway. I think if grunge bands were trying to be the Pixies, then I have even less respect for most of them because they were failing so much. You know, not that I love the Pixies so much, but I do think that they're like, a lot more musically sophisticated than most of what, you know. That is the 88, though, on you it. You think so? Yeah, it because could be, Pump yeah. Up of the Volume with Christian Slater was Talk Hard was like 89, okay. and they yeah, played yeah. that slow down. I remember that, yeah. Of mutilation. Yep. yeah. Like Surfer Rosa was a great record. You know? What about, like, Tame or Debaser would be good Pixies. But yeah, it's, so yeah, basically... Yeah, Debaser Pixies, would... They and then, like, Jane's Addiction, you know, is an amazing band that I also don't think of as being, like, a grunge band. Um and that mountain song, you know, I took it kind of far, but if they had put like mm-hmm. Pigs and Zen on there or something like that, I just would have like, yeah. just for the sake of great songs, taken it all the way, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, what, uh, well, let's talk then, let's talk about Pepper. Like, um, because the, I think the only, the, I haven't read any of the other essays. The only essay that I've read is yours. So yeah, the essays is, haven't been posted yet, right? right they right, go up right. tomorrow morning. I, <laughs> I, I wasn't I, like, no, I'm not I was actually it. looking for. I, I can't even find just like a one-stop list on the of all the people writing this year, mm. which it's is probably there. somewhere around there. But I'm not. It's on their it the site underneath. It's in that long list. It has the the title and then the okay. essayist. Uh, yeah, probably right underneath that. So, David, did you get your first pick? Because you got to pick a song. Did you get the first song you chose? I, I did. Pepper was your first choice. Yeah. And then it was like, I think I picked, I think I put Pepper, uh, the Afghan Wigs, and, and uh, PJ Harvey. Those are your three. Yeah. What? Um, 
and it was hard because like green river is a band that i would have loved to have represented they're like my favorite band of the whole like you know seattle scene um but i i either thought somebody else would do them better like somebody that was actually from there you know mm -hmm. or maybe I had a chance to there's a few of those bands i mean that i felt like well somebody is going to write the better essay about this, or there's a better person for this essay. But then Green River didn't even get picked. Like, they're not in the bracket at right. all. Right, and I mean, as close you can get to them is, is Mudhoney. I mean, they're really, like, their birthday party, much more than their grunge band. I, I feel mm. like that's what they sound like. Did, uh, so how would you describe, outside of your essay, how would you describe Pepper to people who maybe don't, like, we might have some people who were born in the 21st century who... What's Pepper, 93, 92? It's uh, 96. 96? 96. Okay. I was surprised too. Yeah. yeah, so it's um, like a weird mashup of sort of like 60s psych rock chorus and a spoken word verse. Um, it's got some trippy backward masking and that kind of thing. And like a, 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 they were in, interested in, in a like... Um, I think drum machines and stuff like that at the time. So it's got mm -hmm. like a, a much more like a processed sounding uh, drum. Yeah, it's got track. a real. Yeah, it's very produced. Yeah. Yeah. How and how would you describe the butthole surfers in general? If people don't don't know the the buttholes. I mean, that's like an impossible. <laughs> that's what I've been I, I like losing my mind trying to figure out how to in general describe them. They're uh, uh, founded in '81 in Texas. Uh, punk band but not really like uh performance art as much as they are a punk mm -hmm. band uh, and they have one of the craziest sort of like rumor laden stories of uh, their especially their first like i don't know nine years of existence mm -hmm. um so it was easy to to know of them and not really know anything actually about them you know for a long long time they were just kind of like a series of insane rumors and stories. Like Marilyn Manson. Like you never had to hear any Marilyn Manson songs. Everybody yeah. knew who Marilyn Manson was. Yeah, they were always around. They, they, they just were like known for a, a, just a bunch of super bizarre, very vivid uh, stunts and, and just odd occurrences and like weird little things like the idea that, that they were stalking Michael Stipe, for instance. <laughs> you know, like these weird <laughs> thoughts would just sort of capture your imagination for a while. And... Um, they are a Texas band. Uh, yeah, th the majority of them are. There's some, Jeff Pincus is not, he's a bass player, but like the longest serving bass player. There's been a bunch of bass players. They went through bass players like Spinal Tap went through drummers. <laughs> um, and then, but Gibby Haynes and Paul Leary uh, met at Trinity uh, uh, in a San Antonio. Um, they're both Texas. They're both, I think, I've heard Paul say this, they both saw the the Sex Pistols in 1978 when they went through the very famous mm -hmm. Texas yeah. tour the of Texas the Sex Pistols. Down, yeah. And in a lot of ways, if you took like the Sex Pistols and like Texas Chainsaw Massacre and <laughs> like mash them together, you get the butthole surfers. That's they're cool. like okay. Texas meets the Sex Pistols. I've always had this idea that they're like the meat puppets of Texas. Is that like... There's a lot of like overlap with the meat puppets. Okay, because meat puppets a lot of, of Phoenix were, yeah. They and then Leary uh, recorded some of Meat Puppet song uh, albums, so like some of the the most uh, well known Meat Puppets music. Paul Leary recorded. Um, so there's a lot of like yeah, okay, connection. And then they like through Touch and Go as well. The label, yeah, right. the label, T Touch and Go. 
And so how did you, how'd you approach the essay? You know, you find out you're writing about Pepper. What's your I, first You know, thing? I don't like, you find I had out, this like, idea in, in my mind when I got the, the butthole surfers that I, I just was not going to be able to write anything until after the election. I just decided. Yeah. <laughs> so I sort of created this space to do nothing but like listen and wormhole and read um, a bunch of like interviews and then this large book by this guy James Burns it's like very exhaustive book about them and uh, so you've done research you've, okay yeah so I was doing that and I was thinking about different things it could be and then I didn't really realize or anticipate I guess I anticipated logically but I didn't truly absorb the fact that after the election until like the 6th of January I would feel even worse you know so like it like just paralyzed me yeah. and I mean then I in a mad rush after that when I finally got my brain back I tried to sort of make sense out of what I was thinking but it was like it went it was like a dozen different essays over that period of time and then it kind of cobbled together into something that I think touches on all of them a little bit maybe did you make a case for why people should vote for Pepper I think I make a case for why butthole surfers are integral to understanding grunge and then why Pepper, I think, is a great like capstone or tombstone of like the drum the grunge era. Like I I I think of it as being a really good like beginning and end point. I actually weirdly skipped the years that Andrew and Megan have I, I follow the buttholes up until 88 and then i jump almost to the end to 96 and talk about pepper so it's like in the middle um i'm not spending a whole lot of time on them i feel like what you just said is a good example of why i have high hopes for your essay because people just love to say i picked the buttholes to mm -hmm. win it's like that alone the fact yeah. that it's the butthole surfers is going to get you a lot <laughs> people are already enjoying the word play the buttholes yeah yeah, yeah. and but, like that's the kind that's kind of interesting because you've i feel like you know, I've generally taken that approach to, uh, I've written two essays and both of them were kind of like, here's why you should vote for uh -huh. my song. But that doesn't really work that well. The first one was really making fun of the other song that a lot and that pissed a lot of favorites. people off. You got so mad at Walking in Memphis. Walking in Memphis is, yeah. Well, it deserves it. Um, But I feel like people have different approaches <laughs> and like yours are more about, I feel like the performative space of the essay itself. It's like this essay, it's even if you don't love the song, the essay is so good you have to vote for. It. And people do take like different approaches. Right. You know? Some people vote for like I voted for Dave Griffith in Vladness for the his ministry essay Every Day is Halloween and I didn't give a crap about the song. I just yeah. thought that, that essay that essay is one of the best essays I've read like anywhere. Like it's just really, really good. So yeah, sometimes, and I think Todd Kaneko with the loudness. Yeah, I was going to say the loudness one, I think, that essay, mm -hmm. I think, won. I'm not sure the song won, because no. nobody really heard of it. Yeah, yeah, no, and then it beat, it, it beat a very popular song, Pour Some Sugar on Me, which well, also it has no shredness in it. And in that essay, I was like, this doesn't even count. This doesn't fit the criterion, and people still voted for it because they didn't care about the case I made, they cared about... The yeah. song they love, Pour right? Some sugar on me, and you've pointed out like last time. You know, some people take like a personal. A lot of people take a personal angle to it, mm -hmm. but then a lot of people go into like the actual. Like I did something similar for uh, How Bizarre. Like <laughs> I read a book about that band, and mm -hmm. which is a really interesting story, and just talk about the, the band itself. But mm -hmm. um, and then you've done multimedia stuff too. You're which both of no, but yeah, both of the uh return of the mac obviously yeah I, yeah i listened to return of the mac again and again like for 24 stunt, straight yeah, hours that was a bad idea I say. that was a bad it was a terrible idea and then we we made a video but that was just to get votes of of us doing muskrat oh Love. right that's yeah. right you wrote okay um but it, i mean like this is the first bracket that i've done 
And me too. I can me too, yeah. I can huh. feel that it's a problem. You know, like you do the bracket and then you want your song to win. Yeah. But in the past I've like not done brackets. I've read both mm -hmm. essays. Yeah. And then I've been You're like, yeah, agent. I think I'm yeah. going to vote the essay on this one. You know, I would yeah. just kind of go back and forth. You know, sometimes there was a song that I really believed needed to go forward, but other times yeah. I'd just, you know, I'd let the essay decide for me. I think that's true. Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm, I'm still going to do that, I think. Yeah. I think that's yeah, one yeah, of the, the joys of picking Weird Al is like, I don't have a lot of faith in my bracket. Yeah. And then you can pick against your bracket if it's the essays better, which I feel like is the way to go. I mean, there's mm -hmm. some, and that's the way it always kind of works. There's always like a couple matchups that, Nobody has a chance. Like, I mean, when yeah. I was in Vladness, I was like, I was a band I nobody had ever heard of, an album cut, and it was I was up against The Cure in round one. Yeah, goodbye. I'm like, well, this is over, so you might as well just do whatever you want to do. But, you know, a lot of these matchups, I would probably just decide based on the essay. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of them are pretty, even, like, pretty even. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what do you think the chances are uh, it, uh, It's a Shame About Ray is going to take Butthole? Gonna take Pepper. God, I hope not. It's a shame about Butthole. I listened to that Lemonhead song, and I was never a big Lemonheads guy, but uh, I'm less of one now that I re-listened to that. I don't I've understand. Never it. been too good with never, never. <laughs> Yeah, oh, it's like. It's See, like when a, you sing it, it reminds me of uh, of like modern English. I, I, yeah, I hear like a better when you sing it. Thing <laughs> inside of it. You should be like the the cover yeah. band for the Lemonheads. <laughs> Um, yeah, it does sound like that. It's got that down, 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 down. I didn't know it until then. I, then I started to like kind of associate it more with that music. But um, I mean, there's a bunch of different ideas as to what might be grunge on this list. This is sort of unrelated, but it's something that I noticed when I was listening to the the mix today. Grunge was such a lazy half genre that two of these songs have the exact same chord progression. It's <laughs> It's Green Day's Brain Stew and Space Hog. Erner, oh, okay. Erner. Yeah, that's true. Erner. And that is the same chord progression of 25 to 6 or 6 to 4 by Chicago. the break of day. It's like, but underneath it, it's going. Like it's stolen and then borrowed. And you can't get sued for that? Like, remember Sam Smith and Tom Petty? Oh, yeah. Won't back down. And I could not hear that. I'm like, Deaf no. to all kind of musical things. I was like, how is this a ripoff? And but it was. Fogarty, John Fogarty got sued for sounding too much like himself yeah. once, right? Wow. He got sued for plagiarizing himself by his label. Wow. Because yeah. he was working under another label and he sounded yeah. he sounded wow. too much like the music that he had recorded. It's like, uh, what was the, what's the Jonah? It's one of the Jonas, the nonfiction writers who got in trouble for self-plagiarizing. I oh. can never keep them straight. I don't Jonah. want to name the wrong person. It was a first name Jonah. I can't remember the, oh. which of the Jonas. Anyway, weird. Um, George Harrison, the my sweet lord. They he got a cease and desist because it sounded so much like he's so fine. Mm. Ah. And then, do you remember when Vanilla Ice tried to say that he didn't sample under pressure because he added <laughs> like one beat? Wasn't it just that that hi hat? Yeah. It like hits the hi hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta love Vanilla Ice. He performed at Mar-a-Lago, so now I can openly. Oh well, I guess I don't like him that much. I still I know, know every word though. Well, that's an interesting part of my song. What Vanilla Ice? No, is is the idea of whether or not Pepper is loser? Right. So it's like because there's you know yeah there, there's yeah. that argument. That's that would be an unbelievably great matchup. Because it came out after, right? Yeah, like three years yeah, later. Okay. Yeah, and it has the the 
the guitar thing and the drum machine and the distorted vocals and the rapping yeah. and the and the sort of like trippy there's like mashups that have been done of both songs together and they just sort of like fold right in like a deck of cards i mean it's it would be amazing if loser and pepper were up against each other in the championship and you'd have the like because like would be good. It, it would be like the I don't care Olympics because loser is so like I don't even know why I made this song and then Beck moved on went on to like try so hard but then the buttholes have this long career behind them and then they do this like armpit fart song it, does it bother you David that maybe kind of they're like they're it's not their best work that's that's going up for the grunge Olympics here no, no I mean there to be no other way of that doesn't bother me because I feel like they just made a, a, they made a picture that looked like a picture this time, you know, like they, it's not like they ever did that before. They were never trying to do that, you know, like they just, you listen to it, their, their, their albums are, this is kind of very unique in that they actually went in on those two records. I mean, they were with Capitol Records for, um, in 92 is when they signed and then they made uh, independent worm saloon in 93 and then like three years later they made the electric larry land they have the record. best titles <laughs> they do <laughs> and larry land. they actually sound i mean they they made independent worm saloon with john paul jones from the uh led zeppelin as their producer and they mm. made kind of like a rock album and then they did this one and it sounds like they're trying to make sort of pop songs and you know mm. there's a Jingle of the Dog's Collar. There's like a bunch of things that they just never done anything that sounded mm -hmm. like that before. Um, and then it destroyed them. So, I mean, they like they, they don't really survive this. <laughs> Were they one their of the bands you know, like, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And Gibby from the Buttholes is in another song on the bracket. He's the voice in the ministry song, Not Grunge at All, Jesus Built My Hot Rod. Yeah. Right? Oh, okay. So it's a double Gibby. Um, Which is great. That I. I let that song go far just because of that. Who was we, it up against in the first round? Uh, it's on the left. Uh, I I saw it earlier. It's uh, up against Collective Soul. Who? <laughs> let's hope they beat him. I was going to actually, which reminds me, Collective Soul is a good entree. I was going to ask which song you would be most upset if it won. Oh, that's just a good based one. on the song because okay. two of mine are actually in your are potential opponents in the first two rounds for Pepper. Like I don't. I don't loathe the Lemonheads or anything. I just think that song is really terrible. No offense to whoever's writing the essay about it, but if the Foo Fighters, oh, which yeah. I'm afraid are gonna, if the mm. Foo Fighters win, win in the second round, I'm I'm just gonna stop paying attention. I There's hate the Foo chance. Fighters so much. Yeah, and the Foo they, Fighters are like the opposite of grunge. You know what I mean? They're like they're like frat boy, like late '90s, like bro rock. And for some reason Pat Smear from the Germs is there. Like I, I never understood that. Well, cuz Pat it. was in Pat Smear was in Nirvana and for the oh, he was? for In Bloom. Yeah. yeah, he he joined Nirvana for it might have just been for the tour. Oh. But he joined Nirvana right near the end. Oh. Right. And it was either for In Utero and for the tour or for just the tour and then that's how he and Dave Grohl. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's super uh they're a goofy band. Um I mean, like as far as things that could go all the way that I don't like this, it'd be, it'll be so unpopular, but like, I don't, that, the breeder song, which people keep, Cannonball. it keeps yeah. going all the way on a lot of different lists and stuff like that. And it sounds so packaged to me. It just sounds like such a little curio piece compared to what I think of as being like, you know, what this, at least the, 
the the basic elements of this musical mm. style. I yeah, mean, I that, wouldn't be mad if it won. I'd be mad if I'd be madder if the Cranberries won. I I like that song too, but like I just don't. I, I I think that is too far outside of the spirit. Of I mean, Breeders is almost definitely making it to the Sweet Sixteen because it's in oh, the weakest. Yeah. It's going to beat Fishbone, and then I like the Flaming Lips, but Flaming Lips and Placebo is probably the least grunge matchup on this entire bracket. Yeah, um, yeah, that's true. I mean that that Flaming Lips song is also they they picked the one that was on like Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero. I mean, it's not like you know, it's, yeah. it's the poppiest of all. Yeah. That I it would be cool if Bikini Kill maybe I, we could put some energy into this if Bikini Kill beat the Breeders that would be just yeah that would know? be good yeah I'd be all like for a that. riot That's girl band yeah. versus the yeah the the sort of pop side project of the well, boy yeah. that is a godforsaken bottom of that bracket it's not just yeah. I mean it's Cranberries Creed Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> And then Bikini Kill, hopefully they'll win Flaming Lips Placebo, The Breeder's Fishbone. Yeah, it sounds that's like a, a commercial nasty. to me, that yeah. Breeder song. Like it sounds like it's selling it, something. It has sold. I mean, I'm sure I think it yeah, has, it's yeah. been used in a lot. Yeah. yeah for it, sure. It's just, I mean, it, it shouldn't be able to be that seamless a transition into. I don't like, know. Although probably not as much as Song 2, which has been used in every no. commercial of the last like 25 mm. years. I love both of those songs. I'm fine with either of them. I would be mad if like. I'm so, I like I don't think that refreshment song. I mean, I like I oh, I like the sense of humor, but like it's like what is that doing on here? Yeah, like it's a, it's just a fun. It's like the the twins that uh, everyone can see the road that they walk on is paved. Oh, fastball, and go fast. It's like yeah, that kind. It of It is. Music. It's exactly like fastball. It's, That's yeah. a good. Yeah. And I like. I mean, you know, no. I mean, I, I remember when it came out and like it was funnier than a lot of songs yeah. that were out, which was really there were very few funny songs. I mean, I mean, Weezer was funny, so I liked them for that. Yeah, reason. I guess Pearl Jam. Yeah, I would be pissed if Pearl yeah, Jam. Yeah, I have them losing in the first round. Yeah. Boy, do I hope that's true. Is that the I don't want to tell what he can get? I don't want to let a breach. I said like share. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if I could turn back time, gentlemen spoke in class. I'm sorry. Did I just totally short out your? It's all right. You, just, you clip it a little bit. I, I didn't. You know, I forgot. I didn't set it up for uh, you didn't singing. Set up for- um, I gotta adjust the gains. Uh, yeah, no, I'm totally. I also I don't know if it's just me, but I've never been able to tell two Pearl Jam par- songs apart. Mm. They're all the same to me. It's like Last Kiss is the same as Corduroy, is the same as Alive, is the same as Jeremy. They're just like I don't know. Everybody took his voice, which yeah. is also like yeah. this, this bracket is so full of people who are using his. That's ah. it. Like, yeah, that Creed song is like a. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Matt Bell is is a uh, well yeah we should, I, I that's a that leads me to a pretty decent question. Like Matt Bell is at the helm of that essay and so I will allow it. Like I, when I saw Creed on here I was like, "Oh Jesus." <laughs> but like Matt Bell is just he's like a secret little devil and I feel like he has like some kind of sweetheart Christian background maybe. <laughs> so like I I feel like he I want the song on the bracket so I can see what he does with it. What what other writers are we excited about um, that are writing? Uh, I was know? trying to prepare for this, but then I just just now found. So I've been scrolling. So this is okay. off the top of my head. I'm curious to see what Danielle Evans does with Veruca Salt. I oh think that yeah, could be cool. she's such a great writer. Yeah, I'm 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 excited about that one. Scott Nadelson, who's a friend, uh, the Screaming Trees that I don't know that well. The I'm song really so. Um, and I think Tom McAllister for the and self esteem is a really good pairing because I know like uh, he's he's singing he's doing the Offspring song. Oh, what did you um, say? I don't yeah. Know what I'm 
Wait, what? That's my that's my offspring. And you wonder why she's leaving my friend. Oh, that's a very melodic. Is uh, yeah. yeah, you're just doing shares. Share covers the hits over there. Back time. <laughs> um, Pretty yeah, fly I'm looking forward for to that a one. white guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, you have anybody in particular? Well, uh, I should say um, the the most recent essay that's been out before the tourney started, Martin C's essay on uh, on Sonic Youth. Sonic Youth, I thought was great. Um, I always look forward to that. Like every time we do one of these. Um, yeah, Martin C always brings it. Yeah. Even was, though he tried to make a case for my dingaling last year, <laughs> I think Jesus built my hot rod. I think you said this is the my dingaling of this tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm curious to see what Melissa Falavino does with Everclear. I hear we might have like a full produced. I know that's cover. what. Yeah, yeah she's I was, doing a song, right? She she tweeted something that was like it was just like a little video clip or something. I was like, okay, I'm keeping yeah. an eye out for that one. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited about that's that. That's uh, gonna be good. Yeah, 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 that'll be good. Katie Moulton got a dinosaur junior. Oh right. Um, and Katie Katie's great music writer. Uh, she wrote about the Bullet Boys, and I think maybe got the Bullet Boys mad at her in March Shredness, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. Um, anybody else? Bonomo, I think, is doing something, but I'm not sure what. I don't know what he got. The garbage essay is Christine Langley Mahler. Oh, nice. Which could, I mean, I haven't read it yet, but could be cool. Yeah, that's going to be good. Uh, um, Lisa oh. Nikolodakis, I think, uh, she's writing, she was had a, a really interesting essay about cleaning out her dad's house that was in Best American a few years back. Um, great Indiana writer. She's got rid of me. Um, mm. And she is not afraid to write about, like, female rage so we might have, I mean, she might do something completely different with it, but I think that might be pretty fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, and of course, I'm excited about the Pepper essay by David Turkel. Oh. Which I believe starts with an acid trip, and what does it end with? Uh, it starts with an acid trip and ends with me walking into a crack house, I think. There you go. <laughs> All right. But, <laughs> if that doesn't get you to vote for it, I don't know what will. I mean, and that's what... Is covered by those years, 1988 to 1996. You know? <laughs> so in 1988, you dropped acid, and in 1996, you walked into a crack house? Uh, the month that Pepper came out. Is when you would. Yeah, with the guy that sold me the acid. <laughs> in 1988. In eight, 1988. Well, isn't that nice when it comes to my first circle? my first college room, and also the guy that played me Butthole Surface for the first time. So oh, he's wonderful. That's what sort of, it all comes together, and he's just a... Is he a uh, he? He was a huge fanatic. So you went personal with this essay. We should say like there's always the option of like do we do you? Oh, I gotta go let Arlo in. I locked the front door by accident. <laughs> Y'all talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> um, do you think, honey? Now that Justin's gone, do you think that um, if if Pepper goes into the bracket, we could do a video of us like playing musical instruments cover of Pepper? Can you do like a? Can you play a backwards solo on the saw? Yeah. That'd be cool. I mean, you can't ever tell if anything's forward or backward. What? But you can't, like, would you play your guitar? Sure, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Could we use pepper shakers as percussion devices and get Justin involved? Yeah, sure. Are right, you all playing in, a, a music video? We're going to make a video. If we can get it far enough. Like, this is going to be At what point problem. do you make the video? That's what I was going to ask. I made it. Sweet 16. I knew Zoe was going to be trouble so yeah. i made it i i promised it i think in the elite eight and then waited until the final because i knew i mean because zoe was getting like just mad numbers this is the other thing that i think is going to be a challenge this year this is the first year I, ha I don't have an essay in the running 
and David and I have very different strategies in terms of how competitive we should be in this. Like, I think David's just kind of like, let the chips fall where they may. And I'm like trying to buy votes from Russia. Yeah, I thought about that last time. I did. I was like, is it worth it to me to buy a bunch of like, a bunch of votes from Singapore, Mm -hmm. from like anonymous Android things? Wait, you actually thought, I was joking. Oh no, you can do that kind of stuff. It's not that hard. Oh, well, I gotta go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or if, or you could just probably just talk to some computer science graduate student, make him come up with a bot that well, votes for you. I thought about a lot of these things last time. I'm not recommending this to anybody. I think I used to pop my head into classrooms and be like, hey, guys, take out your phones. Like I just kind of go through Moreland Hall, and yeah. be like, like the, the computer lab and be like, hey, what do you want to do? Um, honey, how much do you want to win? I, I mean, yeah, I don't really like... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't. You don't like winning. You know, the, I can't get invested. It's so in that. grungy, right? <laughs> I can't get. I can't get invested. Yeah, he's in that. not. It's like I don't care. D- disaffected Gen Xer. Like, Whatever. That is going to be a thing too. I, I mean, if it's too. like close, I'll get like kind of like dragged into it. But like, I don't. I can't get like affected by that. You're a better person or more disaffected, grungy person. <laughs> yeah. That is going to be an issue. I think they're going to be the people who were like alive and functioning and voting adults yeah. in the 90s the people who like were in middle and high school and learned about grunge from mtv yep. and then the people who were like a generation after that who are yep. in their 20s and maybe early 30s now who are just like looking at commercials and tv like she's all that or this whatever is going to tell us a lot about the the readership because yeah if you're that's like like the one i think we'll know who wins the offspring versus mud honey will tell you which demographic is going to carry this. Because if you're later on, like I was like in middle school when Offspring came out, I never even heard Mud Honey until mm-hmm. I was like in college and somebody, it was on some classic rock. That I was like, who is this? <laughs> um, but Offspring was everywhere on MTV. Mm-hmm. And so if you're, if it's the, if it's like anybody after my age or older or you're younger, mm-hmm. I think, I think Offspring will run away with it. But you know. That's a good call. That's a that's a game to watch in terms yeah. of the barometer. Because I mean, I I don't think there's a choice. Like it just seems. Oh, in terms of grunge, yeah, it seems like Mud Honey choice. Or, or I mean, I like Offspring, but like, I think too, if you're like just like if you're living back in those days, you just like that's why I wanted to write about Afghan wigs. Was was like there was a thing about be your own worst person felt right. like part of the mandate in the '90s and. He was really good at that, you know, um, yeah. and that is sort of the thing that that Dooley cha- like channeled. But Dooley, yeah. I think like living at that period of time, there's going to be a lot of like older writers that just are looking back ruefully yeah. on a period of time that like other people just were like maybe like more of like their childhood like radio uh, friends and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, I mean, maybe not everybody who's voting, for example, bought acid in 1998 and then. <laughs> eight years later we're walking into a crack house like that might not be the experiences of the people who prefer the offspring there was a lot of bad ideas like it were, i mean like junkie chic it was like everything yeah, about chic. the 90s was like yeah. take something terrible and turn it into the idea that it's actually great and then make it sell stuff yeah like yeah. Yep. like and find a way to like yeah to get like a to pitch that as like an attractive way to be and it was that i think it pervades all like a lot of different styles of music in a way i thought like you know there was a there was a world in which the, that grunge bracket like a platinum thing could be about that mm-hmm. yeah because gangster rap is happening at the same period of time that's what it's i was like, gonna say for it's like there's music was, in was, a lot of yeah. different places where the idea of being the most extreme or authentic version of like yeah. 
being the legit, worst yeah. possible scenario yeah. of this is what was actually kind of driving the market. That's and it was also point. like one of it was one of the last times when music was still regional because like mm-hmm. we were in Arizona, like yeah, like like early '90s LA gangster rap was way bigger of an influence when I where I was growing yeah. up than like Pacific Northwest grunge was or anything mm-hmm. else was, you know. Right. Um, but you're and so you're you go. Your matchup is on Thursday, right? This is going to post Monday morning before the recording Sundays is posting in the morning, but you're on Thursday? I'm on you're, Thursday. You go live? Okay. Because we're going to be, right, the way it shakes out is like, we're going to record again before the first round is over because the first round takes like a long time. Yeah, it's it like, takes days. like eight days. Yeah. So we're going to be looking forward to some of the second round games. Yeah, we can't, we can't, yeah. we won't be able, we won't have engaged with all of the essays when we record right. again but we will have engaged with most of them yeah and we'll probably have a better sense of you know the prevailing trends who's yeah. gonna win those ones <laughs> i'm so excited i just like the sun came out today yeah in full effect like not a cloud in the sky i washed my hair and it did what it was supposed to and then we talked about it's like it's like it's all starting. It feels like spring yeah, is springing. It really you know? does. Like yeah. now we're going to start arguing on the internet, you know, and, uh, about y'all are vaccinated. Music. Everybody but That's me right. is vaccinated. Yeah, which what, is uh, the title of my next memoir? <laughs> yeah, Bonnie's vaccinated. Y'all are vaccinated. Evan Dando's like everyone, Justin <laughs> in this room is vaccinated. It's a shame about Jay, huh? <laughs> huh? Huh? No. Okay. All right. Well, so we will, um, all of our lovely friends out there, I hope that you're back with us. Um, we, um, please, uh, talk to us. Uh, you can, anything that you put, that you tweet at us about, uh, we, we will obviously engage with about the competition, but you can also just tweet directly at, at March Xness. Yeah. That's the handle. Um, also may I suggest if you're going to, if you're going to message us these days, Twitter's probably your best bet. The, the spam on the website has gotten just unbelievable. Oh, yeah, it's what impossible kinda? to, uh, I don't know if, if you'd like any information on the, the dangers of getting the vaccine. I recommend some <gasps> oh. 8,000 word comments on our website spam filter. Is that why you're um, not vaccinated yet? Uh, part, yeah. I mean that and all that, you know, they're just going to turn us into like robots. It's software that they're uploading. Also, there's like, I believe that like 80, uh, uh, 80 posts a day about, Hey, checking out your website and notice that it sucks. You want me to? You want to pay me to make it better? All right. <laughs> that's not the way that you. I would think you would be a. You would be a very. Well, that's not the pitch that works on you. Yeah. You, no, you, it's not. All right. What, what's a grungy way of saying "follow your dreams, America"? I gotta go. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. Whatever, America. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go eat my feelings. <laughs> Thank you for listening to I'll Find Myself When I'm Glad, a podcast about March gladness. Follow us on Twitter at SA Podcast, email us at contact at SAPodcasts.com, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, just keep hanging in there.